It is Father's Day today. We celebrate our fathers this morning. We appreciate each and one each one of you gentlemen who are so gracious in giving of your time and your energy and raising your children in the Lord. And we uh, want to celebrate you this morning. Uh, we're going to feed you a good lunch today as we take you home with our, our families. And then we're going to let you watch the ball game. That will be a good way to celebrate Father's Day. We're blessed in this church to have some wonderful examples of fatherhood, of what being a dad is all about. Fathers who have sacrificed and loved and provided and protected than all the things that dads are so great about doing. We truly have some super dads, and we celebrate you this morning. What does it take to be a super dad? Well, interestingly, the answer to that question is found in a book of the Bible named after a woman. Here in the book of Ruth, we find the ingredients of how to be a super dad. And by the way, there are also the ingredients of how to be a super mom, a super son, a super daughter, a super citizen, several other things that we want to be in life. They're contained in a verse that at first glance appears to simply be a genealogy. But there is a lot more going on here than just a family tree. Here's the verse. It's found in Ruth chapter 4, verse 17. The women living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. This morning I, I want you to rethink what you are doing. Because God is doing more than you think. It's not just about Religion. Now, you've probably heard that before. We, we often describe salvation in those terms, that salvation is not religion. It's a relationship. It's not about following a list of rules. It's about giving glory to the one who is truly God. That's absolutely right. You will not get to heaven by being good enough, by going to church enough, by singing the right hymns, by giving money to the poor. Now, all those are remarkably wonderful things to do, but none of them will make us right with God. The only way to be saved is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But it's more than that. Knowing Christ is not just about getting to heaven. Knowing Christ is about living Right now. So what does all that have to do with the story of Ruth? Well, just take a look at what Ruth did. We've been looking at this story for the last couple of weeks. Uh, you'll remember that Ruth left her home. She left everything she'd ever known to take care of her mother-in-law, Naomi. More than that, she followed the one true God, trusting the one that she had come to recognize as her creator as her sustainer, as the one who would provide for her everything that she needed. Her faith was deep. Her actions, though, were pretty basic. She went and picked some grain. Now, she did that knowing that that was the provision that God had made to take care of those who were in need. We looked at that passage last week. 
And she trusted God to do what he promised he would do, to take care of her. And she found God to be faithful to do exactly that. She grabbed her bag. She picked up some extra grain that nobody else wanted. And God used that simple act of faith to start a chain of events that in just a moment we're going to see lead all the way to right here in this room today. But before we get there, this is the message of the book of Ruth in a nutshell. Be faithful. In the religious things that you do, and the going to church, the giving money to spread the gospel, the ministering to the needs of people around you, reading the Bible, praying, certainly in those things be faithful, but also in the everyday things. When you go to work, when you go to school, when you're working out in the yard, when you're at the ball game, be faithful. Live a life of faith in the normal things. A couple of remarkable things will happen. As you make faith in Christ a part of every area of your life, the religious things cease to be just religious. They become a part of who you are. Going to church is not just something you're supposed to do. It becomes something fantastically exciting to gather with the faithful, to celebrate God together with other believers. Prayer and Bible study and ministry, they all take on a brand new meaning. It's not just something you're supposed to do. It's who you are. And something else, the everyday becomes eternal. Now, more on that in just a moment, but for now, just take a minute and think about your week ahead. What might be different if instead of just going through your daily routine, you sought to infuse Everything you do with faithfulness. Dads do a a million different things in their role as being a dad. They tie a shoe, or maybe two, and maybe more than once. They fix a broken teddy bear. They make a kite fly. They inflate a tire on a bike. What if something more was happening than just the everyday? Now, in just a moment, we're going to see how it is. But before we get there, let's start where Ruth did. Ruth didn't know what the future held for her or for anybody else. She knew very little about what her journey was going to be ahead. But the one thing she decided, the one thing she knew, whatever was going to come, she was going to be faithful. She would be faithful to the one true God who would lead her to be faithful in taking care of her mother-in-law. 
take a moment to rethink everything that you do in the course of your normal week. On this Father's Day, all of us who are, are, are dads, why do we do the things that we do? What if everything we did as a father stemmed out of this one decision that I'm going to be faithful? That one decision will change how you look at everything. It will change why you go to work. It will change in your commitment to your family. It will change everything. And that's not just for dads. What if all of us did what Ruth did? What if all of us made this decision that whatever our future might hold, whatever is going to come, we are going to be faithful? Suddenly the everyday becomes very powerful. Because God is doing more than you think. Okay, let's get back to the story of Ruth. She determines to be faithful. She goes into the field of Boaz to reap the grain. Boaz realizes that he can be her kinsman redeemer. That that was an Old Testament law that was made to ensure that a family's name could continue. And Boaz realizes that he can do that for his kinsman, Naomi's husband who had died. And so he marries Ruth. And they have a son, a son that they name Obed, which leads to the passage that we read just a moment ago. The woman living there said, Naomi has a son. Now, again, remember, uh, uh, Boaz was acting in this role as a kinsman redeemer. He was carrying on the name of uh, his kinsman. That's why they're saying Naomi has had a son, even though it's Ruth that's had the son. And they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now, up to this point, the book of Ruth has been a very engaging story, even heroic. Ruth has denied what seems to be her own best interest to to take care of Naomi. And even more importantly, she has decided to be faithful to God. She comes and and follows the very simple steps of faith that lead to this wonderful story of love and commitment. This young widow now has a son. A son who will continue the family name. And that's where things take a dramatic turn. You see, this isn't just about keeping the inheritance in the family. Obed, Ruth's son, is the father of Jesse. Jesse is the father of David. Yes, that David. The David that defeats Goliath, that saves the entire nation of Israel. The David who is anointed as the king of Israel. The David who one day will be identified as a man after God's own heart. But the story doesn't stop there. You see, David and Ruth 
appear in another lineage. The lineage of Jesus. These simple steps of faith put into motion events that would bring about the Savior of the world. God is at work in bigger ways than you can imagine. A little boy offered his sack lunch and watched Jesus use it to feed the 5,000. Joseph of Arimathea stepped forward when no one else would, took the body of Christ and placed it in his family tomb. And his family cemetery would become the site of the greatest miracle in all history, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Ananias stepped out of his fear and went to speak to a blind man about Jesus. A blind man who just one day before had been coming to Ananias' hometown to kill Ananias and all of his friends. And as a result, Ananias helped Paul cross the finish line of faith. And one day become the greatest missionary who has ever lived. Simple, small acts of faith that have a profound impact that extends even to today. Last week. A little child ran down the hallway and somebody had to correct him and say, no, you slow down. <laughs> Played a game of kickball in the gym. Put glue on a few things they were supposed to put glue on and a few things maybe they weren't supposed to. And they heard the story of Jesus. Maybe for the very first time. And who knows how God is going to use those simple steps of faith. Steps of faith that many of you took to teach a VBS class, to, to help set up or tear down a, a room so that children could gather to learn about Christ. Who knows how God is going to use that? Ruth picked up some grain, and God used that simple act of faith to continue the lineage of the Savior. What simple acts of faith could God be about to use in your life? Dad, when you sit down and read that Bible story to your son, you may be teaching biblical truths to the next Billy Graham. When you load up the family in the car and you, you bring them to worship, instilling in them the excitement that you have about worshiping the Savior and singing His praise, you may be helping the next Ira Stanfield 
to begin to form the words to beautiful music like that wonderful hymn, There's Room at the Cross for You. Or you may be doing something even more powerful than that. You are modeling faithfulness for the man or woman who will be raising your grandchild. It's time to rethink what we do. It's time to see the everyday in terms of the eternal. It's time to be faithful because we know that God is faithful. It's time to realize God is doing more than we think. Heavenly Father, help us. We are limited by our mortality and our humanness to only be able to see today. Help us this morning to just catch a glimpse of the invisible. We talked about that last week in Vacation Bible School. About how you are at work in ways that we can only begin to understand. God, help us all to capture that understanding. That through the simple acts of faith that we take each day, through those simple steps, you are doing amazing things. Things that we can only begin to imagine. Things that we can't see right now, but in eternity will be revealed in a profound way. God, help us to see that. Even this morning. Perhaps there are decisions that need to be made for you. That will be steps of faith. That will have a profound impact on eternity. Maybe there's someone here that for the very first time needs to trust you as their Lord and Savior. Maybe there's someone here that's been discouraged in life and they need to be encouraged this morning to continue to be faithful because you've got some incredible, wonderful, exciting things that you're going to do in days ahead through their life. God, whatever it might be, help us to be faithful. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.